we need each other. That's facts. I need, I need a, my sisters. I need my brothers out here. A coward dies a thousand deaths, and for all the bootlickers, may you die a thousand and one. The place for the realest conversations. Tori, you want all the action? Or you want all the smoke? Oh, this man, I'm with all that smoke too, man. I didn't see Ron Johnson. He trash. Chisholm is trash. How the hell are you here to help us and your kids are dying in the street? I understand that this is Milwaukee and everyone believes that if someone says something, it's mentioned. It's not. I don't care if it's the past. If you see the past or at the right, you check that fool. Where's the results? Talking topics that need to be highlighted and discussed in our communities. Would you trade places with a black person? Uh, yeah, sure. No, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever said the N word? Come on, be the truth. We on the truth. <laughs> Unfiltered and unfazed. This is the Tory Low Show on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. The reason I believe the racism is getting worse is because whites know that they will be outnumbered in about 20, 21 years. They're going to be outnumbered. Hey, Tory, man. How are you doing, brother? I'm actually from India. We brown people can totally relate with you. And sometimes it's like, did that just happen to me? We have to not let the government mind efforts either. That cop ain't never been brought to the public because he ain't normal and he may not even exist no more. Say no more. Release the video. You know, you keep on doing what you're doing, man. You're going to take over this talk radio, man. Just keep on focusing on what you're focusing on. I wish you a lot of love. God bless you, brother. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Tori Lowe. Justice Wisconsin, the truth. The most requested advocate in the state. 101.7 FM. The movement continues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Milwaukee, yeah. stand up, yeah. stand up. It's Tory Lowe, the truth, from one to four. We about that action, so tap in and let's go. Uh, we want that justice, we want all the smoke. From Monday through Friday, trying to bring the city hope. Yeah, Tory Lowe from one to four. Monday through Friday, let's go. We about that action from the block, and we ready, let's go. Tap in, and it ain't no holding back. We ready, we ready. 1017, the truth. Tory Low, Tory Low Show live from American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue, and I'm here for the action, and I'm but that action, and I want all the smoke. Who wants to smoke today? Salute to my brothers, sisters, brothers and sisters on the front lines. The marathon continues. The movement continues. How you doing, DJ Brother Z? Thank God it's Friday. And how y'all doing out there in Radio Land, Truth Nation? Hey, look, thank you for joining me this Friday, March 1st, 2024. And uh, we're going to get right into the show today. I got a couple things I want to talk about off the top. Uh, I'm reading the Milwaukee Journey Journal Sentinel right now. And it says city attorney Chairman Spencer's top deputy resigns amid investigations. Odalio, Oday, Odalo, Ohaiku, Odalo, Ohaiku. That's his name. This is the deputy city attorney. I hope I said that right. Odalo Ohaiku. Uh, I guess he's uh, Tierman Spencer, number two. He stepped down 
from his city job amid allegations he was doing private legal work on taxpayers' dime. Private legal work on taxpayers' dime. Uh, I guess this happened. He sent in his resignation in an email Thursday afternoon. So here we go. You know, investigations. Another investigation into somebody that worked for the city. Maybe we ought to get a city attorney, Tierman Spencer, on here and get caught up and see what's going on over there. It's been a while. But the thing is, now in 2024, I'm seeing more investigations into the political, like where they're being investigated by the feds. You know, people are coming in and trying to report what's going on. It's it's a lot of things being exposed right now, uh, DJ Brother Z. And I'm going to tell you right now, I... I went down the rabbit hole yesterday. I went and looked at the 73-page documents that the young man filed on Diddy. You know, because I like to read the documents and see what's in there. But uh, I'm, I'm looking and I'm seeing a lot of people had enough. I think a lot of people are tired of, of these gatekeepers. You know what I mean? Of, of people that may have had some power and misused the power. And and it was a while. Well, a lot of these people where you're seeing that they're under investigation now, that they, they was able to float for a long time. Like, have you ever been afraid to come against somebody because they had a lot of power, DJ Brother Z? Like, you, that you thought that, man, I ain't going to try that because that person may be in a position of power. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, but but... You have these people in positions of power and they're mismanaging or, you know, or alleged, whatever you want to say. I'm going to say mismanagement. But then you create this group of people who are suffering from that neglect. And then eventually somebody going to come along. <laughs> somebody going to come along and, and it's going to show and expose what's been going on. And I'm seeing this across the board. I'm talking about I'm seeing it right here in Milwaukee where it, people are demanding investigations uh, into some of the money that's being spent out here. They they want to they want to look at the records. I'm seeing it in in Atlanta. You know, in Illinois, you know, people are are starting to say, look, I'm sick and tired of these people in these powerful positions that, that's working with taxpayers' money, mismanaging the dollars, mismanaging the dollars. And this is what they do. Like, like sometimes we think that people have our best interests, and I always talk about this all the time. We got we to kind of do our research before we put people in power. Or if we get them in power, let's not be afraid to remove them if we don't see it. And, and, and this is what I've been saying since the show started. But I'm seeing in 2024, 
People not playing. People is going through the records, DJ Brother Z. People got the mark, the what they say, the magnifying glass on, and they investigating these nonprofits. They investigating uh, these city officials, and they trying to get to the bottom of why things are not improving. And I like it. I like it. Because it's time to tear down these walls that, that's been holding us back. I'm talking about with the taxpayers' dollars, and we're not seeing anything from it. And we all know. we like, what happened? We're looking at each other like, okay, well, I don't see none. Do you see something? Do you see anything happening from this uh, person being in this position? And we all saying no. And then the people that are saying, oh, it's this and that, they work for them. They're getting the check. They empowered by the person in that seat or in that position. So the only people that's trying to make up an excuse or make up things that are going on are the people that work for them. How come they the only one? How come the people like saying what the person is doing? And we jump behind our, our, our officials with the, with the hopes that they are doing the right thing. And I'm telling you right now, all across the board, I'm talking about, I was just looking at something going on in in, in, uh, <laughs> in Illinois with Tiffany Hingard, the Dalton mayor. I'm looking through all of that. It's it's deep. Like, But these are, you know, people that look like us, black, that look like me, that look like Tory Lowe. In these positions, and we get excited. We And then they get up there and they come through the church. You know, we excited for our people to get these titles, but it's got to be more than the title now. Because we got excited about you being in the situation. We got excited about it. But some time that went by, and we want results. And I'll tell you right now, when I saw this article in the journal, I had just got finished looking through several civil rights claims against different people, blacks in position across the country. Like, I'll be looking at this, and now I saw this from the journal right here in Milwaukee, where the second in command at the city attorney's office is under investigation for something. That has to do with tax dollars. <laughs> you know, like nobody, look, I'm going to tell you right now, everybody that's misusing the tax, you know, the tax dollars, I'm telling you, we get, we can get rid of them. We can get rid of them. They're they already getting the check, DJ Brother Z. Hey, look, <laughs> when we come back, I want to talk about a story that involves my family. There was a recent crash where a young man died who is this is my son's cousin on his mom's side. I want to talk about it when we get back. Truth Nation. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. And that's Tory Lowe bringing you all the action and all the smoke. You are listening to The Tory Low Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
Show DJ Brother Z on the ones and twos. Um, this one is close. This one hits close to home. Uh, this young man, Amari Smith, 30 years old, lost his life Sunday night. Um, Milwaukee police said in a statement, officers tried to stop someone from speeding near 24th Street and West Burleigh Street around 6.15 p.m., the driver took off, and the pursuit ended after covering about four blocks. Uh, surveillance video from a gas station at the intersection of North 20th Street and North Burleigh Street showed the car speeding east on Burleigh Street and blowing through a red light. Uh, the suspect's car slammed into Amari, and Amari lost his life. Uh, his mother is uh, Shanita Hill. She is the cousin of my wife, Kamisha Lowe, who is who has passed uh, from lupus. And uh, this is a sad thing because I remember, you know, when he was when he was born. And uh, my son is grieving right now because that's his cousin. Uh, and I want to send our prayers to uh, Shanita, Shanita Hill, CBS 58 had some coverage on it. Let's listen. About a Milwaukee man who died at the hands of a driver running from police. A family member say 30-year-old Amari Smith was studying to be a barber. CBS 58's AJ Byatpour talked to Smith's mother and has surveillance video showing this latest incident, instance of reckless driving causing quite a bit of grief. And we do want to warn you that some of the video is upsetting. You know how people say a diamond in the rough? He was a diamond. He definitely was a diamond. Shanita Hill is heartbroken Monday. Less than 24 hours earlier, she learned her diamond, her son, Amari Smith, was killed by a reckless driver. He knew the streets, but he wasn't a street person. He always had a job. He always kept kept a money. money. He was a miser. <laughs> he didn't like to spend money. <laughs> Relatives say Smith was learning to become a barber, and he was close to graduating from MATC. He said he'd be done by his birthday, and that's May 15th. Instead, Smith's life ended shortly before 6.30 Sunday night. A reckless driver T-boned his car at this intersection. Police say they tried to stop the suspect for speeding near 24th and Burleigh. About four blocks into the chase, the suspect blew a red light here at 20th and Burleigh and hit Smith in the driver's side. He was going north on 20th, sending his car into this gas station. The whole thing caught on surveillance. That video shows the driver hitting Smith's car. It also shows him running away from the scene while two officers try to chase him down. MPD says they eventually caught the suspect, a 40-year-old man, and also recovered a gun. Truthfully, he can ride in hell. I'm sorry. He took my baby away from me. He took my world away from me. Hill says she admired her son's laid-back demeanor. You know, he's very a very calm person. I miss that about him. But right now, it's impossible for her to relax. He was all I had. In Milwaukee, A.J. Byatport, 
CBS 58 News. Hey, look, send up prayers for this family. Uh, once again, this is close to home. This is my my son's cousin. Um, this is uh, my wife's family. Kamisha Lowe has passed, but uh, I remember when <laughs> when Amari was just a baby. Hmm. I fought against those police chases. I, I did. I, I did. I thought that those police chase got extremely aggressive in our neighborhoods. And uh, they were ending in many times where people are being injured or the reckless driving and things like that. But what can you do? Uh, people on both sides. People say if you don't, you know, if they can't chase them down, then they're going to keep doing it. Then if they chase them down, people gonna die. So it was a it was a rock and a hard place discussion, and people was weighing in on both sides of the. But I was like, hey, you know, that you know, it's a tough conversation. But I was on the side where I knew that innocent life could be lost. That's the side I took when it came to these to the reckless driving and police chasing, and you know, innocent lives could be lost because people trying to get away. And uh, now look at it. Look at it right now. We we talking about somebody close to my family from a police chase. Lost his life. Once again, prayers uh, to Miss Hill. Send up prayers for my son, Maurice. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, I guess. When we talk about these things, a lot of people feel a lot of ways. A lot of people, you know, want to be the police to be able to 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 go through the neighborhoods at a high speed or, or go after reckless drivers like that or people breaking the law. This was a 40 year old male. This wasn't no. It wasn't no teen. This wasn't no teen. This was a 40 year old male that was involved in this. And um, can't they just like get the license plate though and pull up on them the next day or something? Hey, we talked about that as well. They like other alternatives to this, but yet you know they they allowed the the chases to continue. It was at one point that they they didn't allow it, but then they started those rolling drug houses where they knew that the police couldn't chase, so they would uh, start selling drugs in the cars. And then when the police would pull them over, they would stop. And then when the officer get out the car, they would drive off and the officer couldn't chase. So from that, they was like, okay, we need to chase again because these people are doing these rolling drug houses and we need to be able to chase. So when they started, there was a huge conversation at City Hall. I was looking at the death of and the loss of innocent life. And... Uh, Hey, do we <laughs> look? Hey, all right, all right. Let me get back. Let me get my head back into this because I, I sat in council meetings talking about. Hey, all right. Um, on a on another note, uh, remember the 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 food truck, the food truck where. 
he almost lost his life due to a a, a driver. We I, we don't know if that driver was drunk, but that I know that when they we got on the scene, some of the people that got on the scene saw the police giving them like a sobriety test, you know. But uh, the food truck, Gumbo Valley Food Truck, uh, the owner Andre Richards. He was just recently in a situation where he almost lost his life and he is, his business, his food truck, was, was completely destroyed. But there was a GoFundMe and look what the community was able to do. The community came together and raised more than $34,000. Powerful. It's at uh, 46385 right now. Oh, right now. Right okay, now. Okay, so it's climbing. Yeah, I'm looking at it right what's, now. What's the number again? $46,385,000. He, he might get a brick and mortar. You know, uh, you know out of 1,200 uh, 1, uh, donations. Powerful. Powerful. Well, we have an article on this, an update. Let's listen. For the first time, we're hearing from the Milwaukee food truck owner who was inside his truck when police say an impaired driver slammed into it. The crash happened Monday night near Holton and Capitol. 12 News' Saria Sandlin joins us now live in Saria. The owner says he lost everything, but the community is stepping up. Patrick, normally Andre Richards would be set up right here on Capitol selling dinner. His truck is gone, but in the last 24 hours, a GoFundMe has raised more than 34 grand to help him get back on his feet. What did you lose on Monday? I lost a piece of my dream that day. Andre Richards' life forever changed Monday night when a driver slammed into his food truck. I was closing up and uh, trying to get that last order out of there. And um, I just felt the big bang. I got flew from the back to the front. Milwaukee police say a 28-year-old woman rear-ended the truck. Police arrested her on suspicion of OWI. Though Richards lost everything, he does not have hate in his heart. Do you think you'll be able to forgive this woman? I'm alive, she's alive, you know. Um, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. And, you know, I don't wish bad, on, nothing on nobody. In the moments after the crash, a man approached Richards and offered to help. A complete stranger. Um, you know, nice guy. I, 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 I was just sitting there and then he just came up to me and decided to help. That help came in the form of a GoFundMe organized by Anthony M. So far, more than $34,000 raised in one day. Going through that situation, you know, and then you working every day, you know, you ain't expecting that type of money in 24 hours. Richard says thanks to the generosity of this community, his dream will live on. Gumbo Valley will be up and running. I've been doing this for about four years, and I'm just feeling like we're here to stay. Hey. Richard is carrying on his family's tradition, so this truck means a lot to him. Patrick Richards told me he grew up watching his grandmother cook, so this is really his passion. Now, he does have business insurance, so a lot of his equipment will be covered, but this GoFundMe money will help him out tremendously. That dollar amount. Hey, what was the dollar amount uh, right as of right now? Oh, wait, hold on. Let DJ Brothers E, let's get, let's, I, I, for over 40? 46385 Hey, see, and this is why I say sometimes a bad situation could take place. And when bad situations happen to good people, 
it, it, it's 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 a it's a it's a situation where when it it's going to come around for you if you keep if you keep the faith if you keep if you work hard and you you got great intentions a bad situation could turn into a good situation and it was a it was a horrible situation that took place and now he could actually open up a building you know if he couldn't get the loan or you know if he couldn't get money to open up a brick and mortar a, a extremely terrible situation turned into something to where he can actually uh, build a greater situation for himself, and we gonna support it, DJ Brother Z. We go. I want. I'm. Hey, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, this is. This goes to show what the community can do. This is a. That's a feel good story right there. We always talk about can we come together? The answer is yes. And when we do, it comes. He said, I can't believe we raised this kind of money in, in less than 24 hours, a couple days. So that's powerful. Hey, look, Truth Nation, we can do great things. I'm looking forward to doing even greater things with everybody in the community in 2024, no matter what's going on out here. If we can come together, hey, we can turn it around. I've been saying this. It's going to take a multitude of us to do it. But when we come back, we're going to have a pop culture report, Truth Nation. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. It's the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Seven the truth, Tory Low, Tory Low Show, DJ Brother Z on the ones and twos. Pop culture report, I guess it's us, DJ Brother Z. Hey, I guess we rocking it out, Tory. Hey, we working it out. Hey, look, I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, I was reading through this uh, 73 page complaint uh, on Diddy. Sean Combs and a bunch of other people from this Rodney Jones. Uh, he was a producer for this uh, The Love Album. I guess he got nine tracks on The Love Album and they said that uh, he had videos and pictures of everything that he was talking about. Now, this has been a hot topic for a while since Cassie dropped her information in a lawsuit. But uh, let's listen to what ABC News 
had to say about this. The new allegations against John Diddy Combs, a music producer, is accusing hip-hop mogul of sexually assaulting him and forcing him to have sex with prostitutes. But a lawyer for Combs called the events described in the lawsuit pure fiction. This is now one of several sexual assault lawsuits filed against Combs in recent months, including a lawsuit from the R&B singer Cassie that was settled last year. To break this all down for us, I want to bring in trial attorney and ABC News contributor Brian Buckmeyer. So nice to see you. Always great to be here with you. So you've you've been covering this for, for a while. I mean, you're familiar with Sean P. Uh, Diddy Combs. Not only does this lawsuit mention Diddy, it also includes other A-list celebrities. What stands out here to you? So if you see me looking down, I'm looking down at the 73-page complaint that was filed yesterday. In terms of allegations of celebrities, we're talking about Cuba Gooding Jr. being shown through still photos of what right. the complainant says they have videos of, of groping him. There are allegations of P. Diddy yeah. um, touching the genitalia and anus of the complainant. And also, if you look to the complaint here, there's a few Easter eggs here where it says the rapper redacted on Mr. Combs' yacht consorting with underage girls uh, and sex workers. And you look down to the redaction, it says, well, the person is a Philly rapper who dated uh, Nicki Minaj. I think that may be Meek Mills. Mm. It also says an R&B singer redacted in Mr. Combs' Los Angeles home, consorting with underage girls and sex work. And when you go down to the redaction, it says he's a Grammy Award-winning R&B singer who had trouble with law enforcement after assaulting a Bayesian billionaire. I don't know who's a billionaire from Barbados that we know that dated someone. That sounds like Chris Brown. So there's a lot of big names right. here, both as Easter eggs and also just on the front pages of these allegations. Wow, just huge. Now, the lawsuit also claims the misconduct happened during the creation of Diddy's latest album, The Love Album, and is seeking, as we've mentioned, $30 million. Uh, the suit not only names a mogul, but includes his son and Universal Music Group, claiming there is an alleged RICO enterprise to enable his misconduct. Explain why the lawsuit goes beyond Diddy and what's kind of at stake here. This, along with Cassie's uh, lawsuit that you talked about earlier that was settled, reads a lot like what we saw in the R. Kelly case in the EDNY, where they're talking about this being a criminal enterprise that's all feeding towards this one individual's uh, depravity of wanting drugs and sex and rock and roll, roll and everything in between, that everyone hey. seemed to know and go out and facilitate what Sean Diddy Combs wanted. Even in part of these allegations or these complaints, they call his chief of staff the Ghislaine Maxwell to P. Diddy's uh, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein, saying that this was a total sexual enterprise oh, wow. to feed into uh, his desires. And we want to note that Diddy has denied all claims against him, but this can't possibly help his brand. Like, how do, where do you see this going, and, and, and where do you see this lawsuit going? The Again, I draw the comparison to, to that of R. Kelly, where there might have been rumors in the background. There were lawsuits that were settled. There were whispers uh, behind closed oh, doors. Wow. But as those whispers start to grow and grow and get louder, you potentially could see greater civil litigation. They're saying in this case, they want to fight it. Potentially, we see a, a, a jury trial out of fight here. This. But this is based on sex trafficking allegations, as well as claims that are criminal in nature. For me, I'm thinking SDNY, that being the Southern District of, Manha of New York, right here in Manhattan, they're probably looking at these allegations allegations and thinking, where are the videos? Where are these still shots that we're seeing in these complaints? And can we investigate it to see if there's more here, potentially criminal charges? And that could probably come out at some point. Potentially. Hey, right, look, I'm going to tell you right now, he got too much information. And there was a there was a shooting in this uh, where he has pictures. Uh, he said that uh, there was a guy named G that was arguing with Diddy and his son. They went in the bathroom, 
Two shots went off. He don't know who shot the man. G. It was either Diddy or, or his son. And they said when, when the police arrived, that, that the story came out that the guy was shot outside due to a drive-by. You know what I mean? Like, and this guy said he was there witnessing a shooting, you know, between it was either Diddy or his son. And he had to go in there and clean up and lie about it, too. So he's an eyewitness. And he has picture of the bloody bathroom. Wait, did he? Yeah, he said he said he he got pictures. He it's in the lawsuit. He said clearly G was not shot outside of the studio. Mr. Combs instructed his team to report it to the way it was uh put into the media that he got shot outside of the facility due to a drive-by. So yeah, so then maybe Diddy did it. Right. Also, he goes back and talk about what happened with Shine in the New York club with Jennifer Lopez and said that Diddy was bragging about he the one that shot the club up. And Shine took the rap for it. And the lady who was shot in the face is now on social media saying that she's on record saying that she saw Diddy shoot her in the face. But Shine ended up doing 10 years because of it. And he would go around bragging about how he is above the law, basically. Allegedly, I guess. This is what the lawsuit is claiming. So I, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out, is he going to settle this? Because if this ends up in court, this guy has so much video. You know what he told, what he, what he wrote in the lawsuit? That you know how he obtained the video? How? They said that uh, Diddy would take his phone and talk while they was having these, while he was producing the album. Uh-huh. He had his iPhone or Android, and he was getting footage of everything. Not knowing that it was going to come and come back, him. Yeah, this way. So that's how he got all the footage. And there was things, with, and, the shock, and the shocking thing is, when he said Cuba Gooding Jr., was on the boat and he almost got groped and everything. He had to tell him no. He had to shove him off. And he felt like Diddy set him up to put him in a situation with QB Gooding Jr. to be, you know, to have so QB Gooding can do whatever. He got a picture of that. He got a picture of, of QB Gooding Jr. hugged up on him in a lawsuit. This guy got receipts. <laughs> This guy got receipts, and and I guess he was a huge fan of Stevie J. And I guess Stevie J worked on the Love album. And he has screenshots of Stevie J involved with another white male engaging in uh, homosexuality. He got receipts. So I don't know how long they're going to let this go. I don't know how long they're going to let this uh Go. Also, he said that uh, young Miami's cousin assaulted him, a female cousin, and uh, he pushed her off of him. He 
she was trying to get him while he was in the bathroom at a party. And he got pictures of that. He got receipts, videos. Hey. And he also goes on to say that Diddy had him recruiting sex workers at a club, at a club. And the sex workers, he said, uh, the sex workers that Mr. Combs forced, that well, the lawyer wrote, the sex workers that Mr. Combs forced Mr. Jones to bring back home. And, and it was like, I guess in Miami, he went to a club and he would wear the bad boy hat. And I guess this was routine. So when the sex workers would see him with the bad boy hat on, they would know that Diddy's in town and it's time to get down. Jeez. It's time to go to the freak-offs. <laughs> like this was, he he told him to go to a specific club and, and wear this hat and talk to the workers and they already know what time it is and they would come back. It was like a, a little signal, a little code. Yeah, it was like, it was a system. And so he also goes on to say that, well, I don't know, you know, people tell their side, Hopefully, you know, we can hear some of the other side. But he said he would wake up with sex workers laying next to him. Like he didn't want to get involved in in all of it. But many times he would do whatever the drugs were or, you know, probably drunk some of the, the drinks that he said allegedly was laced. And he would wake up with sex workers on top of him and all around him. Like laying next to him. When he woke up, so, hey, <laughs> I guess this pop culture report he is cooked. Of course, like this is too much information. Like uh, seventy-three pages—that's a lot. That's because that's just the one suit. He got the he got the pictures of of the sex workers. He might as well just say, "Yeah, I did it." Uh, they, they even named the place where they used to go. It, it was. Uh, booby tap on the river, the, and that's the, a place in Miami. Yeah, the the lawsuit says Mr. Jones had no desire to visit booby tap on the river. Mr. Jones had no desire to solicit sex workers from booby tap on the river. Mr. Combs used his power and influence. To intimidate and force Mr. Jones into soliciting sex workers from Booby Tap on the river. It's still open today, too. I guess, I guess, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Once again, Truth Nation, uh, Puff Daddy is in a situation where a male producer. And that takes a lot. Like, that says a lot. If a dude is coming out and saying, all right, look. Because we already know how people react when men say something like that. Right. And, and, and like I said, he now he put himself in the space where he, he's actually, he may be shunned from the industry too. Because he, he, he has become a whistleblower because he names Chris Brown, Meek Mill, Cuba Gooden Jr., all of these executives that that's running in this ring. Oh, uh, like this producer that you know filed it or whatever. Yeah, the producer that filed it. He's he now he's a whistleblower. Yeah. So like now who's gonna want to work with him? Because he just dropped the names of heavy names. 
that some people wouldn't even dare to try to come against. Hey, look, we're going to keep our eyes open. We're going to try to see what did he do. You think he going to settle this, uh, DJ Brother Z? Uh-uh. You think he taking it or, to trial? I mean, yeah. Take that, take that. Oh, wow. Hey, look, when we come back, Truth Nation, we're going to have more Pop Culture Report. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. You are listening to The Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You must hustle if you want job. You no finish, they won't fight us. If them they run, them no fit catch up. I know they form say I too righteous. No con they form say you too like us. You no get the time for the hate and the bad energy. Come my mind on my money. Make you dance like broccoli. Steady green like broccoli. 101. Seven the truth. Tory Low, Tory Low show. DJ Brother Z on the ones and twos. Pop culture report brought to you by. DJ Brother Z and Tory Lowe. <laughs> Jason Smith out on assignment this Friday. Hey, look, uh, Al is in the chat. Al says, so he got all this information, but he don't have no pictures of him in the acts. I think he got some pictures of him laying next to some sex workers. I've seen that. And some party pictures. But he did wake up and, and took some pictures with people laying next to him. So I guess he got that on video or something. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what extent of of a video that he has. He just was using screen clips. Uh, also, Al goes on to say this is a referring to uh, the young man filing a lawsuit against Diddy, the producer. He says there is no man who was a there is no man who was a weak individual. No man cannot make you do anything you don't want to do. What do you think about that? A grown man. Let's use logic. Why would you hold on on videos and pictures unless you knew you wasn't right yourself? Hey, he, he was filming. But I want to go on to another story. We should have had Al up here for the pop culture report. We should have had Al call in. The Al going uh Al going uh going in on the talk to text line when it comes to Diddy. It's another story that I want to talk about. Kellogg CEO suggests struggling families should eat cereal for dinner to save money. <laughs> this is what he said. Uh, Kellogg CEO Gary Palnick suggests struggling families should eat cereal to save money. We got any audio on this, uh, DJ Brother Z? cereal category has always been quite affordable and it tends to be a great destination when consumers are under pressure so some of the things that we're doing is first messaging we got to reach the consumer where they are oh wow so we're advertising about cereal for dinner if you think about the cost of cereal (laughs) for a family versus what they might otherwise do that's going to be much more affordable because the, the price of a bowl of cereal with with milk and with fruit is oh. less than a dollar. <laughs> so you can imagine why a consumer under pressure might find that to be a good place to go. Right. I'm all for innovation and marketing, but the idea of having cereal for dinner, um, is there the potential for that to land the wrong way? 
When we it's look at all of the our data, way. of course we would know that breakfast cereal is the number one choice for in-home consumption. We understand that for breakfast. It turns out that over 25% of our consumption is outside the breakfast occasion. A lot of it's at dinner, but um, cereal for dinner is something that is, is probably more on trend now, and we would expect to continue as that consumer is under Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Cereal is breakfast. Now, occasionally... You'll eat cereal during the day or late at night because it's convenient, it's easy. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not in the mood to really, you know, cook or do anything right now. So I'm going to eat some cereal. But to think that they're saying that it could come a point where struggling families may have to resort to eat cereal for dinner, DJ Brother Z. For That's dinner. a damn shame. Could you imagine coming home from a 40-hour work week and, and and somebody plop a bowl of cereal down on the table. Oh, that that's bad. That's that's beyond struggling. I'd rather eat sleep. Oh wow. Oh wow. And, and the fact that he's actually marketing this, I raise an eyebrow because does he know something? Does he know something we don't know? That's right. Yeah, what's yeah, he what's he trying to say, say about the food? Right. Or what what is what is coming up that may create a situation where we may have to eat cereal for dinner? Like like that's the first option with a bowl of fruit. <laughs> hey, they trying to let us know. They trying to get ahead of the curve. Hey, look, I'm gonna tell you right now. I I, I as as ridiculous as this this man sounds, he looking at the numbers. He look at that something. But look, when we come back, Truth Nation, we're going to have guests. We got Cousin Subs stopping through. Truth Nation. Stay locked in right here on Toy Loan.